This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Tell me, tell me, tell me, wrote the book of love. I've got to know the You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawks Bay. It's that time of week again, time for us to be talking to the wonderful Lou from Wardini Books, and this program is called... The Wonderful World of Wardini Books. Comes around quickly, doesn't it? I was just about to say to um, Kelly, my colleague, I think, can you believe it's been a whole week <laughs> since Lou was here? It just seems like you were here yesterday. <laughs> I know, darkening um, your door again. And here we are, a, mm. a month, halfway through. Yep. God, the air flies, especially when you get to my age, you think, jeez. Yeah. Where'd they go? Here Soon I am. be Christmas. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, three more fabulous books to look at, and it looks like a couple of my books for children. And the first one is called Saving Mr. Hoot. I love it. It is. Saving Mr. Hoot by Helen Stevens. And I should just say that I've got a couple of picture books because I've been reading ahead. So all the books that I'm reading at the moment, they're grown-up books. They're not out yet. Oh, really? So even this grown-up book that I'll tell you about is not quite out yet. So uh, yeah. I don't want to keep doing that. <laughs> good point. I mean, our book's seasonal. I would have just thought books mm. came in and came in and came in. Yeah, well, they do. They come in every month. Yeah. But it's quite nice for, especially now that everything takes so long to come, if you read things that are coming out next month, you can order appropriately. Oh, right. you know, I if I really this. like it, yeah. then I'll order more. If I don't like it, then I won't bother. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway. 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 Work it out. I mean, it's thousands of books. What makes you decide? Just some, th- some things capture your imagination, or mm. you know you've got a market for that in your particular shop yeah. like we've got a really good burgeoning science fiction fantasy mm. section through cats who yes. works in our um have lot store and it's starting to to take a hold over in napier too so it's just like okay this yeah. is what the people it's want a bit of a niche for you yeah it's good yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. i interrupted you sorry about no, that no it's great saving yeah. mr hoot saving mr hoot beautiful cover mm. it's by helen stevens and in this book there is a little boy and he is quite little he only looks he looks like a toddler to me and he looks about three yes, or four he does. doesn't he yes and his name is ben he lives with mum and dad and um he has met and formed a relationship with an owl that lives outside obviously lives outside his home <laughs> yes. um and he's called him mr hoot mm. but the thing is the parents haven't seen mr hoot so he's like look there, there's mr hoot and then mr hoot just shh, shh. And hides in his nest when Dad looks out the window. So they think that Ben's got an imaginary friend. Right. Especially when things happen like Ben's got his bedtime biscuit and he's turned his back for one minute and Mr. Hoot's nicked his bedtime <laughs> OT biscuit. And, of course, he says, Mum, Mr. Hoot nicked it. And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> but she still gives him another biscuit. It's really quite sweet. Lovely illustrations. And look, he drops his glove and Mr. Hoot nicks it. And Dad's like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dad's not looking at his phone there, Dad's is he? Dad's looking at his phone. Yeah, that's right. There are little cautionary tales in here for grown-ups, I think. You know, yes. pay attention. Mm, Come on, that kid's right. three for a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, and on we go, and it's quite lovely. And um, he calls, hoo-hoo, and Mr. Hoot speaks back to him. And they have little conversations. Um, and then one day, Ben goes out for a walk with his mum. Mum's clearly in a rush. And there's a sign-up next to Mr. Hoot's big old tree tree felling and Ben's like what does that mean oh it's sad they're chopping the old tree down Ben couldn't believe it because that is Mr Hoot's Mm. home and then Ben goes on and on and on and he can't get any response from from um Mr Hoot and he's like oh no what's going to happen and so he manages to where are all the creatures going to go he manages to convince his parents he hears a chainsaw one morning and he's like right I'm getting out there and I'm saving Mr. Hoot. And I love that, that she's still got the toothpaste in her hand. And Dad's running after him with his coffee slopping all over the place. And they're in their jammies. And he's just, stop. There are owls in that tree. There's an owl in that tree. 
And then all the neighbours get on board and they're like, okay, what's going Who's Mr. Hoot? What's going on? What's going on? And he calls and calls and Mr. Hoot is not calling back and eventually he gets a reply. Long silence and then hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. And what's happened is... There's Mr. Hoot oh. and Mrs. Hoot and three eggs. Oh, right. They've got a whole little family in there. And that tiny, tiny boy saves the owl family. And then there's three babes. Look at that. And there's a moral in there, isn't there? Oh, there's all sorts of things in yeah, there. Listen absolutely. to kids for yeah, a start. Right, Listen yeah. to them. And also, it really does uh, worry me when things get chopped down because people don't always think about no. what is living in yeah, there. Exactly. And yeah. how long does a tree take to grow that big? Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. I know there are sometimes health and trees. safety issues with branches mm, falling of course. and things, but do we get a bit prissy about that? Yes, I don't we do. Know. Absolutely. We do, yes. Anyway, isn't that lovely? That is a lovely book. Who's yeah. going to appeal to that? So, you know, kids are about two and three and up, I mm. think, and there's a lot to look at in the pictures as well. Yes, you know, we kind of just flicked through there, but the. Um, he's even got a book about owls on the floor and all these little toys on the floor. I think you don't um, even need the words hardly. The pictures tell the story themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a nice thing to do with small children. Like, what do you think's going on in that yeah. picture? Yeah. And, and so many things what, point things. what do you think that is? And what's that? And what's that? Yeah. And they'll tell you things you haven't noticed. Yeah. What noise yeah. does a chainsaw make? Yeah. That's right. I do it, it, Ken. No, <laughs> <laughs> it is an air, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> tell us about faraway things. Isn't that pretty? I love that picture. Yeah. Isn't it gorgeous? So that is. Story by Dave Eggers, who's mm. written all sorts of award-winning stories for grown-ups and young people. And it says, Art by Kelly Murphy. It's not illustrators. No, it's it Art by art Kelly too. Murphy. Yes. Yeah. And this is a little boy called Lucian. And he lives up high up on a hill um, with his mum, just his mum. And that's their house. And the lighthouse is right next wow. to it. And as you read through the book, you realise that Lucian's dad is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he clearly misses him, and the lighthouse is all shut up. So, but what 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 Lucian's father used to call things that Lucian um, picks up on the beach is faraway things because mm. they've come out of the yes. sea from far away. And he's looking around, and today he's found a heavy red rope, and then he finds he sees something bright, and it's this. And he's trying to remember what they're called, and he goes through it, and he's like, mm, "It's not a saber. They're longer, not a foil. They're skinny and almost weightless." Then he's like, "Ah, cutlass!" Yes, and he slashes it around. Cutlass! He's yelling yes. on the beach, and he's found it. And this is quite a gorgeous thing in, in here. He goes home, and he doesn't really want to show his mum because um, she. I think he it's thinks she'll take weapon. it off him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. She was like, "Oh yes, I've had some marvelous faraway things today. Thank you." And again, the things that are in the picture, you oh, can just that. sit there and examine. What a cool what, room! Yeah. All his faraway things and the things that he's found over the years. Um, and he dreams about his dad, and that keeps his dad alive for him. Um, and it's it's quite lovely because his me- memories are failing. This is my favourite page. So he's playing with the cutlass. <laughs> Don't <laughs> do this at do. home, kids. He used the blade to cut driftwood and seawood, and once he even cut the sun in two like an orange. It recovered. <laughs> I think that's just gorgeous. It's lovely, isn't it? So anyway, what happens is there's this massive boat out at sea, ship out at sea, and it's coming closer and closer and closer, and um, a little skiff um, separates from it, and three people come aboard and a little splodgy dog, and um, he says, oh, I can tell he's the captain because he looks in charge, and, right. and look what he's got hanging from his belt, though. He's got an scabbard for his cutlass. Yeah. And he's like, oh, um, we could have used that lighthouse a couple of nights ago. We're stranded on a sandbar. And uh, have you seen my... Oh. And Mm. he sees Lucian just put it behind his back and he realises that Lucian doesn't want to give this up. And he's like, oh, I don't know how to say this, but that's mine. you know. And they try to negotiate. Lucian doesn't want to give it up. But he says, look, 
If you come over to my ship, you can take any... I've got all sorts of treasures. You can swap it out for something, you know, and choose very carefully. And so that's what they do. And he knows that his mum wouldn't like him tying his little dinghy to their skiff and going over to this strange ship. But he does it anyway. (laughs) And he goes over and there's all sorts going on. They're trying to dig the ship out of the sandbar. But look at that for a picture as well. I spent quite a lot of time thinking, what would I choose if Mm -hmm. I was in that... And what did you decide? I don't know. I still have. I, I like all sorts of things. The thing that struck me most that there is a whole piece of cake on his desk, <laughs> yes. and he hasn't eaten it. <laughs> what is going on with that? What's think, wrong with that cake? Yeah, he's got a bottle of wine on the side. All it's missing is a coffee machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In my opinion. Um, anyway, Lucian knows. He sees it, and he knows. And he's oh, that lantern. Where's he going to put that? Yes, he's going to put that in the secret room. In the lighthouse. In the lighthouse. So that's it. And he's let go of the cutlass and he's found this thing. And there he goes. And he's gone up and that lighthouse has opened up again. And um, he watches the sun go down. And it's really about just him letting go. Yes. He let the cutlass go. It's gone. And he's got this thing and it's in his heart. But he can move on a little bit. Yes. Yeah. What a lovely story. Just beautiful, isn't it? It is a great story. Yeah. I love it. I love I it a back, lot. I was waiting for. I was wanting you to get to the end so I knew what happened. It was such oh. a good story. <laughs> I should have read you the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And winding up today's uh, reviews is uh, a book called Breathless. Yes, Breathless by Amy McCulloch, and um, it's a grown-up thriller, mm-hmm. and it's out in February, so it's not far off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so exciting it's such a page turner so what you've got is um it's in the climbing community mountain climbing community and there is the big cheese called charles mcveigh and he is as testosterone fueled as he sounds and he is doing like an alpine style no oxygen no um assistance He's going to climb all the over 8,000 metre peaks mm. in a year, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's massive in the oh, climbing yes. community and it's going to be like, it's impossible and, you know, all this kind of thing. So he's going to do it. And there's a young journalist called Cecily and um, she's quite fit as a flea, you know, and her boyfriend James is a, a bit of a mountaineer and he's, he's a journalist too and he's desperate to get an interview with this Charles McVeigh. But she has quite an experience up in um, Snowdonia in Wales and writes about it and it's called she writes this blog called failure to rise Mm. because she's had a terrible thing happen Mm. to her and she writes about how she's completely biffed everything up and it's it goes viral Mm. and charles mcveigh reads it and he gets in touch with her and says you are the journalist i want um if you summit this last peak with me Mm. assisted and oxygen sherpas the whole Mm. thing it's in nepal uh then I will give you this exclusive interview with me, Charles. <laughs> and he's, he's very like that, you know, and yes. she's like, oh my God, this could totally make my career. Her partner, James, is so jealous that they split up. Like, he just biffs yeah, her out. Yeah. It's just right. incredible. You're like, well, I think he wasn't good yeah, for you anyway. But anyway, so this is, and then, so that's the background to it. And then you're on the mountain and she's training and she's getting ready and, and the great Charles is going to fly in by helicopter to base camp at mm. another point. Um, and, and, the great strength of this is that you are on that mountain with her, like every step of the way. The um, the ropes and the guidelines and the Sherpas and the how the Sherpas, man, how like how they do all the flipping yes, work. I know it's incredible. <laughs> um, but then the actual sort of murdery plot thing comes in when um, one of the uh, another 
crew because there's several crews up there another another um, guide's crew somebody's found dead mm. and that's like before they've even started and then there's another death halfway up the mountain and then there's accusations against certain people mm. and there's all this sort of conspiracy about what's going on and Cecily just becomes more and more paranoid she can hear someone whistling outside her tent in the night time <laughs> like an eerie whisper and um, everyone's like you're bonkers, yeah. and if you're going to be bonkers, you can't come. So she's got to swallow it yes, all down, sort of you know. Even, yeah. yeah, and it, the tension just ra- wraps up and ramps up, and it actually starts with um, Summit Day and how her heart is racing, and she's she's got no oxygen, and she's near the top of the mountain, and what's going on? But there's somebody stalking her, mm. and she's got to get down the mountain. Well, and the mist like rolled in, yeah, and yeah, so it's about what gets Cecily from there to there and what the hell's going on up there <laughs> it's really dangerous the whole way through yeah it's hard to believe that you bought that book in because this week uh, in particular i have been enthralled at home watching movies on free climbing oh have you watched that free solo or whatever it is oh i don't know what it's called it's but it's all different uh, little youtube clips about guys who are climbing yeah. sheer faces anything um, and they're only using their fingers and their feet yeah. and there's nothing really to stand on yeah and land. And you can barely watch it. I know. You know you sort of, you've got to there. close your eyes sometimes. And think, Jeez, I hope it's going to be all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Have you ever done that? No. No. <laughs> no. I've done bouldering in the gyms and yeah, things. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, if you fall, there's a crash mat there. Yeah, and it's exactly, not that far yeah. away. Oh, yeah. The, the courage that these people have inside them. You must have no fear at all. Yeah. Anyway, if you want any of these fabulous books, where do we get them? Uh, Wardini Books, please. That would be marvellous. My pleasure, as always, Lou. You look after yourself. We'll talk at the same time, same place next week. Lovely. Thanks, Ken. Who wrote the book of love? I wonder who. Yeah. Who wrote the book of love? This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.